From WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR, this is Capital Notes, a podcast about Wisconsin politics and politicians. I'm Marty Michelson. Each week, I discuss noteworthy developments with J.R. Ross, editor of WISPolitics.com. Here's our latest conversation. Hey, J.R., the biggest story last week, Dane County Judge Richard Neese issued a temporary injunction blocking the lame duck laws that Republicans passed in December, which limit the powers of Democratic Governor Tony Evers and Attorney General Josh Call. The judge ruled that lawmakers passed the laws in an illegal extraordinary session. Call then quickly moved to pull Wisconsin out of the multi-state federal lawsuit challenging the Affordable Care Act, something that was forbidden under the lame duck laws. And then an attorney for Republican lawmakers asked an appeals court for an emergency stay and to put the lame duck laws back in place while the case is on formal appeal. The higher court said it won't decide until late this afternoon at the earliest whether it's going to reinstate the lame duck laws. The court wants the parties involved to file briefs before 4 o'clock this afternoon. It turns out this isn't the only challenge to the lame duck laws. What other actions are coming down the pike? It is clear that there is going to be a protracted legal fight about these laws, and it's not the only lawsuit out there. Remember, you know, this was only one of four challenges to the laws that were passed in December 20th session. One, we've already seen a federal judge rule about restrictions on early voting. Uh, We have another one filed by Representative Jimmy Anderson, his Democrat, who was in a wheelchair and said that Republicans violated the open meetings law by not enough time to get back to the Capitol for the late night vote or early morning vote on the the bills, then we have another union one, uh, union filed challenge that'll be in Dane County Court Monday afternoon. So there's a lot of moving pieces to this. It's going to go on for a long time. And the question is going to be, where does this end up? Uh, my guess is going to go to the Supreme Court and they'll be the final, final say in whether these laws are legal or not. On a related note, Governor Evers late last week rescinded more than 80 appointments that Republican Governor Scott Walker made and the GOP legislature approved during the lame duck session in December. Among the appointments Evers turned back, one of the public service commissioners and two people on the Board of Regents. Republicans blasted the move, saying it throws the state into chaos. So what will be the impact of these rescinded appointments on the state? Well, the judge's um, injunction, temporary injunction, that was issued Thursday, basically set us back to where the law was pre-lame duck session and rescinded the appointments, which gave Evers an, an opening to pull them back and put his own people in there. So I, I don't know how that's going to work out because I don't know if with this appeal, if the Third Circuit Court of Appeal, Third District Court of Appeals, I'm sorry, would you know overturn that ruling? Would they try and then say those appointments were good? And then what do you do? I mean, I honestly don't know how that's going to work out because Evers, as of, you know, late Friday afternoon, hadn't filled in those positions yet. So is he going to move quickly to put somebody in there and then see what happens? Or would he wait until a ruling comes down and and then decide if he can fill those spots? I really don't know how that's going to play out. It will be interesting to see, though, if Evers does fill those positions and some court rules that know the fact they were properly done, then what? Do those people get restored to those positions before, or did Evers have that window to rescind them and film with his own people, and, and do they stay? That's going to be something something to watch on this whole debate. And what do you think the political climate will be like at the state capitol in the next few days or weeks while this case is on appeal and working its way through the courts? Oh, I mean, it, there's been a, a giant uh, gulf between the Republicans and Democrats for a while now. Um, this is not going to make it any better. They 
there have been really heightened partisan tensions. And what's really interesting is when you talk talk to folks in Capitol like I do about what's going on, there's a huge disconnect between Republicans and Democrats about this whole, I mean, the budget, this stuff, and other things. And there's really not a, an environment right now of compromise or working together. And it's going to be interesting to see how does this play into that standoff because it, it does impact getting a budget done. I mean, I know they're not related, but it impacts the environment, the willingness of Republicans and Democrats to work together or feeling a sense of trust when they're bickering about stuff like this constantly. It's just, it's kind of interesting to watch. Moving on to another topic, all four Republicans on the State Building Commission last week refused to endorse Governor Evers' plan for $2.5 billion worth of construction projects across the state. The money included upgrades to UW system buildings. The commission deadlocked 4-4 to on the plan, which means it goes to the Joint Finance Committee without a recommendation. What kind of capital budget do you think joint finance will craft, and will it be something that Governor Evers can live with? Well, that's a good question because, you know, before Evers put out his capital budget, I talked to Republicans who had said that, you know, they acknowledged there was a need to do some maintenance, especially at, like, the University of Wisconsin system, that there was a need to do some things. But they weren't expecting a $2.5 billion capital budget. And some Republicans will say that, you know, Tony Evers poisoned the well by going so aggressively with the budget, and now they're not sure what they're going to get done. What will be, you know, something to watch is the Joint Finance Committee, how it approaches a capital budget. I mean, I don't get the impression they're going to do nothing in terms of a capital budget, but I don't think they're going to do $2.5 billion. So where is that sweet spot between those two ranges that they can live with and then send it back to Evers, who then gets, you know, uses veto pen? I mean, Evers can't add projects in with his veto pen, but he can nix out Republican priorities with that power. So you got to watch how that capital is put together that they send back to him at some point this summer. And finally, there have been a few debates in the past week or so featuring Wisconsin Supreme Court candidates Brian Hagedorn and Lisa Neubauer. Both are appeals judges, and the election is a week from tomorrow, Tuesday, April 2nd. Both candidates have been trading barbs at, the, at these forums. Hagedorn is an evangelical Christian who founded a school that forbids faculty from being in gay relationships and insists his personal views have no bearing on his actions as a judge. Hagedorn criticized Neubauer for attending a climate march in 2017 that was organized by critics of President Trump. Neubauer says she didn't view the march as a partisan activity. Also, an arm of Planned Parenthood said last week it would spend $120,000 to elect Neubauer, while Hagedorn received backing from the NRA. So how do you think the candidates are faring in the final days leading up to the election, and do you think they can convince voters that they'll be impartial if elected? Well, you know, one thing to watch is that the outside spending, um, from what we've seen so far, has been heavily tilted toward Neubauer's favor. It just seems like conservative groups haven't, as of, you know, this morning, come out full force for Hagedorn. Now, you know, there's always a chance they come in and do one big blast the final week, you know, go up on the air heavily and do some TV ads. But barring that, it looks like the money advantage is in Neubauer's favor. Um, She has groups doing canvassing organizing on her behalf, those kinds of things that really help. So she's viewed as being the favorite, but it's going to be interesting to watch the environment because you we get the sense that conservatives are trying to build this uh, grassroots grassroots effort on Hagedorn's behalf, and they're looking at things like the Planned Parenthood spending or Governor Evers, um, his budget, uh, things like that, the decision from the Dane County judge about the lame duck session laws. are all things that 
conservatives are trying to use to ignite their base and get them jazzed up to go turn out because that might be their best hope is to try and have some kind of grassroots effort. But, you know, watch for the final spending. Does anybody come in and spend money for Hagedorn on TV? Do you see a big TV buy? Or is it Neubauer and her allies who dominate the airways the final seven days of the race? That's WISPolitics.com editor J.R. Ross. You can join us each week for our conversations. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to Capital Notes on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts.